Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about this latest Tucker interview with this media guy about the Internet. And I'm going to come at it from a very different angle than most people are talking about it, to the extent people are talking about it. And I hope it's helpful to people to show them what a fraud and a scam is running in this country in the media, including all the people who are continuing to talk about it now. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. And the truth is I was a constitutional conservative. I would have believed this interview was another one of these great freedom tools and the Constitution and losing our democracy and we have to get to the vote and all this other crap. I would have believed that shit and been spewing it myself all the time. Years and years ago, for years and years and years, I believed it all. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in relatively short order, I started putting the pieces together that it was all a scam. It's a grift to keep me on a tax-paying plantation. And when I figured all that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. And I don't need constitutional conservative jokers anymore. I've also given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the work I've done, producing hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, telling people the truth about the way the system works. And when Jones Plantation, the movie, came out, I played Mr. Jones. I thought I did such a fantastic job that I awarded myself the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest award that any civilian can give themselves. And I like making fun of all these awards and credentials because that's the system they use to brainwash people. They require you learn all this officialdom and then regurgitate it. And if you don't, then they take your license or your certification or they destroy you professionally. And everybody saw that happen during COVID. Well, they do it in every single profession, all the way down to the people who cut your nails. You have to get a license all the way up to anything else. You got a PhD from a credentialed university. It's fully accredited and all this other crap. It's all control systems, people. So I hope people pick that up and start mocking these ridiculous credentialing control systems and appeals to authority. Okay, some of this show gets a little bit harsh, so if you don't want to hear somebody getting pissed off, then you probably don't want to listen. Beyond that, let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to make a show about where we are, and I want to use this Tucker interview with this guy who knows a hell of a lot about this propaganda and the way the government suppresses information. That interview he gave, it was about an hour long, a little bit more. And it's packed with stuff, but I want to hit it from a very different angle than what I think most people are doing. And I want to show people that the fundamental narrative that's running through the interview is just either not credible to me or intentionally deceptive. And that is that somehow we're just now losing or we're about to lose or recently are in the throes of losing any kind of democracy, putting aside the fact that they don't tell the truth about democracy itself and the fundamental fraudulent nature of the government. The underlying message of this most recent Tucker interview, which I think is a really good interview. I think people should listen to it. I could probably make three or four shows based upon all the different stuff that's in there. Not because It's so fantastic and new, but because the dude knows a hell of a lot about it. But the underlying narrative is still the same, and that is that the country is this fantastic system that's somehow being subverted 
by the military industrial complex and we need to get it back. And that when he was young, nothing like this could have ever happened and that it's really getting bad. This is all a total fantasy. It's true that it's getting much worse with the electronics, no doubt about it. But anybody who's unaware that the government is 100% running all of this crap, always has been, and is involved in every single industry at every kind of level, is just delusional and naive. I've broken the numbers out for people again and again and again. Six trillion dollars plus we're going, what, another trillion and a half or two trillion or something in debt each year? <laughs> it's absurd. The government absolutely, totally dominates the entire so-called economy because the economy is completely and totally fake because the money's all fake and they just ignore it all. And all of this high-tech crap, it's all being driven for one reason, and that is to make sure that we can all be driven into a centralized digital system where one person and one entity can control it all. And they don't care about the fact that there's disputes about who might control it at the end. They're driving towards one thing, and that's first build the prison get the prison up and running. Then the people who are behind the scenes can argue about who gets to run the prison. But it's just ludicrous to me that people continue to act shocked and surprised by this and that these people continue to pretend that voting for Donald Trump or anybody else could ever fix it when you see the magnitude of the scale. And the magnitude is just clear as day. And I want to play four different clips at this point I want to play regarding what they said. And I want to show people some of the things that I've been trying to tell them forever, which is the entire system is totally and completely bought, paid for, 100% controlled from top to bottom and always has been. And that anybody who believes that voting can fix this shit is delusional because what he's underlying saying is that somehow we could get it back because the Constitution ultimately is so great, but he's avoiding all the special things that need to be said. And before I go any further, I want to start playing some so we can actually start talking about them because I want to play several clips and it's going to take a little while. So let's go ahead and start. Internet free speech allowed kind of insta regime change operations uh, to be able to facilitate the foreign policy establishments State Department agenda. Google is a great example of this. Google began as a DARPA grant ah. uh, by Larry Page and Sergey Brin when they were Stanford PhDs. And they, they got their funding as part of a joint CIA-NSA program to chart how, quote, birds of a feather flock together online through search engine aggregation. You like that? I've told people this again and again. All this stuff just comes out of nowhere, and then they dominate the market, and they use their phony baloney stock that just keeps going up and up and up because they can never lose because they're chosen to buy up everything else. They did the exact same thing with Amazon. They did the exact same thing with Facebook. Facebook was given LifeLog, which was another CIA program. And you can see what else happened here with uh, these guys. You'll see. It's just all the same every time. It's always the same. And this is the part people don't get. So you're talking about something that happened more than 20 years ago now, a long time more than that. And so this is always the way it's been. Google, all this crap, it's all government shit. All of this stuff is just government, it's just a full-on surveillance state. And then one year later, they launched Google huh. and then became a military contractor quickly. Thereafter, they got Google Maps by purchasing a CIA satellite software, essentially. <laughs> uh, and like the ability to track, to use free speech on the internet is a way to circumvent state control over media over in places like Central Asia or all around the world 
was seen as a way to be able to do what used to be done out of CIA station houses or out of embassies or consulates in a way that, that was totally turbocharged. Got it. That's the way it actually worked. That's what it was actually all about. That's how Google actually started. And of course, they make it seem like this thing was all, was all designed to be CIA and it's all going to be outside the country. Anybody who believes that these guys weren't 100% counting on using it here in this country, they're delusional. See, it's completely delusional. So everyone's sitting around acting like we're about to lose our democracy. Um, more than 20 years ago, they were setting all this stuff up. Everything about this system that you see is 100% the result of government. That's all. 100% the result of government and all this stupid crap that they've built up that's all totally unconstitutional and that neither side ever discusses. But the right always tells us we have to have it. We have to have it. Security, protecting us against Russia and China and all this shit. They're the biggest promoters of that crap. And then they're shocked when it's turned on the people. It's just laughable. What used to be done out of CIA station houses or out of embassies or consulates in a way that, that was totally turbocharged. And all of the internet free speech technology was initially created by our national security state. Of course it was. VPNs, virtual private networks to hide your, your IP address. Tour, the dark web, to be able to buy and trail, uh, sell goods anonymously. End-to-end -end encrypted chats. All of these things were created initially as DARPA projects or as joint CIA-NSA projects to be able to help intelligence-backed groups to overthrow governments that were causing a problem uh, to causing the Clinton administration or the Bush administration or the Obama administration. Okay, I get you. Causing a problem. I don't know if people understand this. Did you hear all that stuff they just said? How can people hear something like that and still believe that Bitcoin, who has this mysterious founder, is not an NSA op? I don't understand. They created every single part of it. They created all this end-to-end -end blockchain shit. They created it all. They created all the VPNs. You think they didn't create the digital currency? The entire value of Bitcoin for many, many, many years, back in the early 2000s when I first looked at it, was entirely the result of being valuable to trade drugs and guns on the market in the so-called dark web, which you just heard was 100% created by the NSA and CIA and used by them. And yet still people believe somehow we're going to get out of this system by using Bitcoin. It's just... Phenomenal to me, this stupid shit people believe. It really is incredible to me. All right. This next piece is another really good one that I think is important to hear. Let's listen to this. The military took control over media because Brexit would give rise to Frexit in France with Marine Le Pen. Brexit. Just Brexit in Spain with the Vox Party. To Italy exit in, in, in Italy. To Grexit in Germany. To Grexit in Greece. The EU would come apart so NATO would be killed without a single bullet Ooh. being uh, oh. being. Fired. Oh. And then not only that, now that NATO is gone, now there's no enforcement arm for the International Monetary Fund, the IMF or the World Bank. Bingo. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> this is what it's actually all about. See, this is what it's actually all about. All this crap about Russia and China. It's all bullshit. They have to be able to maintain the narrative and keep all this shit together and keep everybody inside the slave system to continue to support the IMF, the International Fucking Bank of Settlements, and all this fake money. There it is right there. And so they're telling you that the thing became weaponized. Oh, it became weaponized to try to take out these bad governments and all this other stupid crap. And now Tucker's actually sitting around supposedly surprised. And let's listen to a little bit more right here because this is just hilarious to me. So now the financial stakeholders who depend on the battering ram of the national security state 
would basically be helpless against governments around the world. So from their perspective, if the military did not begin to censor the Internet, every all of the democratic institutions and infrastructure that gave rise to the modern world after World War II would collapse. Ah, you like that? See? See? So the stranglehold they have on this monetary horseshit, that would all start falling apart. So they have to have it locked down even more. They already had it locked down for years and years and years with print media and every other kind of media and television and everything else, which you'll hear later. But the problem is that now they had to expand it to the Internet. That's all that's happening. It's not some new thing. It's not some new thing. The only difference is that in the before time, you couldn't have one single person couldn't challenge the New York Times or the Associated Press or some other made-up shit where they just spew propaganda. But now it's a problem. And so let's listen to a little bit more of this. So you can wait, imagine the wait, reaction may, may I ask you five to pause later, right, Donald right Trump there. won the 2016 election. So you, well, you just told a remarkable story that I've he never did. heard anybody explain as lucidly and crisply as you just did. But did anyone at NATO or anyone at the State Department this is hilarious. pause for a moment and say, wait a second, we've just identified our new enemy as democracy within our own countries, which you're saying. They, they feared that the people, the citizens of their own countries would get their way, and they went to war against that. It's not what they're saying. It's not new. It's always been the case. See, exactly. Well, hold on. You sound like the people might get their way. Exactly. They've never allowed the people to have their way. They've always had a full and total tight grip on all media of any sort and education, all the lies. So now he's saying, well, it sounds like this is what's happening. It's always been happening. It's just now it's so obvious and so open that nobody can even deny it. And this guy's telling the perfect story. So here's Tucker acting like he's so surprised. His father worked for Radio Free America. His father's CIA. This guy applied to the CIA. If you think he's not controlled, how can he be this naive? How can he be this naive? Wait till you hear the rest of this stuff I'm going to play. It's so ridiculous. Wait a second. We've just identified our new enemy as democracy within our own countries, which you're saying. They, they feared that the people, the citizens of their own countries, would get their way. Yes. Now, yes, they went you know, to there's war a rich the history of this dating back to the Bingo. Cold War. You know, the Cold War in Europe was essentially a, a, similar, a similar struggle. Oh, yeah, of course. It's always a struggle. It's always lies and propaganda to prop the government up. It's nothing new. Just like he says, a rich history, of course. This has always been going on. They have to keep a complete and total stranglehold on information. Guys like Tucker are part of it, acting like this shit is new. I mean, it's ridiculous. How can anybody believe in any of these systems? Why is Spooner never taught? Why are those issues never brought up? How can people continue to believe that voting can work when it obviously never does work? It never, ever works. I can go through the list after list after list of things that make no sense with the system. The Cold War in Europe was essentially... A, a similar a similar struggle for hearts and minds of people, especially in Central minds, and Eastern Europe, like said, yes. uh, you know, in these sort of you know Soviet buffer zones. And you know, st- starting in 1948, the national security state was really established. Then you, know, yes. you had the 1947 Act, which established the Central Intelligence Agency. And of course, that's why I did that whole national security episode series because it's just where it all started with all this crap. They've been in control since the beginning. You had, uh, you know, this this new world order that had been created with all these international you institutions. Like and you had the 1948 U.N. Declaration on Human Rights, which forbid the territorial acquisition by military force. Ah. So you can no longer run a traditional military occupation government in the way that, that we could 
1898, for example, when we took the Philippines. Ah, this is all we've ever done. See, once we had it all locked up, this is why World War II was such a huge deal. And if you think the right guys won, you're crazy. <laughs> if you believe the narrative that we fought on the side of the communists because of the evil German empire, uh, you're living in a dreamland. They've been telling stories and fantasies the whole time. This is just clear as day, people. It's clear as day. If you can see the story that's actually being told here, then you can make sense of it. If you can't, if you just believe the fairy tales about the Constitution, how we're just losing it now, and it's all about Trump, and they're just now doing it, it's all bullshit. Now listen to this stuff about what they already had in place. In 2019, at a meeting of the German Marshall Fund, which is you know an institution that goes back to the U.S., uh, basically, um, I don't want to say bribe, but, but the, essentially the soft power, economic soft power projection in Europe as part of the reconstruction of European governments after World War II to be able to essentially pay them uh, with Marshall Fund dollars, and then in return they basically were under our thumb in terms of how they reconstructed. <laughs> you like all this? This is what it is. It's always been like this. To act like it's something else is hilarious. Listen to what they're talking about at this NGO horseshit. Uh, but the, the German Marshall Fund held a meeting in 2019. They held a million of these, frankly. But where they, where a four-star general, four -star general. Uh, got up on the panel and, and said that, uh, that the, what happens, he posed the question, it's a good one what happens to the, to the U.S. military, what happens to the national security state, when the New York Times is reduced to a medium-sized Facebook page. Boom. And he posed this thought experiment as an example of, of we've had these gatekeepers. We've had these bumper cars on democracy ah. in the form of a, of a century-old relationship with legacy media institutions. Listen to this crap. See this? Though? They're worried now because as the Internet started to grow, and Facebook, and people started getting social media, and they started getting followings. All this old-time stuff was getting drowned out because you could actually get information passed around, just like I used to tell people. You better do your research now because it won't last. It will not last. And eventually you won't be able to do the research because it'll all get crushed. And here it is, same thing, exact thing. We've had these gatekeepers. We've had these bumper cars on democracy bumper cars. in the form of a, of a century-old relationship with legacy media institutions. I mean, our, our mainstream media is not in any shape or form, even from its outset, independent from the national security state. Got it. This is just the facts. It never has been. This is the point. The idea that the Internet is somehow changing, it's not. The difference is that when the Internet came along, regular people could compete with them. And so that's what caused the huge problem. But they've always been corrupt. It's always been corrupt. This is no change. They just now have to deal with the Internet. That's all. But it's always been a corrupt, complete and total propaganda machine all the way back. So what makes you think that the stories you got about Korea and World War One and World War II were any different than lies you're getting today about Trump and the fucking stupid vaccine? They aren't. They aren't. It's just people see it now because they personally, individually get censured. They get censored themselves. That didn't have to happen in the past because all you had were these joker propaganda rags. Listen to this shit. The State Department, from the War Department, uh, you know, you had the, the initial, uh, all of the initial uh, broadcast news companies, NBC, ABC, and, and CBS, 
were all created by Office of War Information veterans from the from the War Department's effort in World War II. You like that? Every single one of them. This is the way it all is. Look into the movie theaters. You'll see the same kinds of stuff. All the different Hollywood productions, the television productions. All the shit's the same. It's fucking always the same. It's intelligence. And guess what they never bring up here? The Tavistock Institute and the Rand Corporation. All the crap that existed before. (laughs) Listen to what he goes through. You had these Operation Mockingbird relationships from the 1950s to the 1970s. Oh, yeah, they ended in the 1970s, of course. That's all stopped. Oh, yeah, the networks have all been completely fucking above board since then. What a joke. Those continued it through the, the use of the National Endowment for Democracy and the privatization of intelligence capacities in the 1980s <laughs> under Reagan. That's uh, there's also I thought Reagan was the king of liberty. There it is. All got privatized, so it got moved out so people couldn't watch it sorts of CIA reading room memos you can read even on CIA.gov about those continued media relations throughout the 1990s. And so you always had this backdoor relationship between the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all of the major broadcast media corporations. By the way, Rupert Murdoch and and Fox are part of this as well. Rupert Murdoch was actually part of the National Endowment for Democracy Coalition in 1983 when it was formed as a way to, to... do CIA operations in an above-board way after the Democrats were so ticked off at the CIA for manipulating student movements in the 1970s. How can anybody listen to any part of this interview and conclude that this thing was ever anything but a gigantic propaganda machine? How can they be acting like we're somehow, we now have a war against a democracy when it's just obvious as hell that these things have been just rotten to the core the whole time? I don't understand. What, what is wrong with people? Why are they acting like this has something to do with Trump? That somehow this, all this stuff is some new shit that's happening now. It's danger. We could lose our democracy. Did you hear all that crap he just said? I didn't even play hardly any of it. The interview is more than an hour long, and it's just absolutely packed with information. And like I said, I don't care about the information he gives, even though it's very, very interesting. It's mostly just a very detailed view, which... I don't need a detailed view. I already know all these things are 100% CIA. Any reasonable research will show you that. Any common sense, if you stop back and think about it, will tell you that. The whole thing is designed to protect the money system. They've already told you that in this interview. Is anybody giving that as a takeaway? No. It's all about how, oh my God, the internet, and now the FBI, and these guys are out of control. They've always been out of control. They've always been 100% locked down. That's all, 100% locked down. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, Legal Man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now, let's get back to the show. It's all about how, oh, my God, the Internet and now the FBI and these guys are out of control. They've always been out of control. 
They've always been 100% locked down. That's all, 100% locked down. <laughs> like I said, I could do, I could literally play this entire thing for an hour and five minutes and comment on the whole thing because it's just, all of it's just like this, just packed. That anybody who didn't know this stuff is incredibly naive. Now the stuff is out there. And for Tucker to pretend, to continue to pretend that he's shocked and surprised by any of this, it's just ludicrous to me. It's just, how can anybody believe the guy is this naive? How could the man be this naive? How could you be the son of someone who ran Radio Free America, which is just a wing of the CIA? Think about joining it yourself and then be naive and imagine, oh my gosh, they're directing these types of things against the American people? Oh my goodness, how could that be happening? Must be against Trump. Just utter ridiculous nonsense. All right, this is the last clip I want to play because it just shows how incredible these organizations are and how just truly insane the military connection is to all of them. You had folks who went from the State Department directly, for example, to the Atlantic Council, which was, which was this major facilitator uh, between the government, uh, between government to government censorship. Do you got it? This is the Atlantic Council. Atlantic Council is a group that was one of Biden's biggest political backers. <laughs> they, they, uh, they build themselves as NATO's think tank. So they represent the political census of NATO. And in many respects, when, when NATO has uh, civil society actions that they want to be coordinated to, to synchronize with military action in a region, <laughs> the shit. Atlantic Council essentially is deployed to consensus build and make that political action happen within a region of interest to NATO. So this is basically just another one of these entities that are out there just using government money, which comes through in all these grants and NGOs and all this fake money shit, as I said again and again. They take it. They have endless resources to run bots and trolls and get articles placed and to have fake stories and fake reporters. And the whole thing is just one gigantic setup. Everything you see, they want to push. They just push through these things. And John Coleman wrote about this shit years and years ago in his book, The Committee of 300, which needs editing. It's a lot of redundancy, but the book is fantastic. He called this thing the Grand Wurlitzer. Fifty years ago, he was talking about it. They'd crank up the Grand Wurlitzer, and then they just turn on this media machine all over the world. They do the exact same thing with the Internet. That's why they absolutely crush anybody who tries to suggest otherwise. And if you think that they're allowing that on Twitter, you're dreaming. You're absolutely dreaming. But listen to who's sitting on these fucking boards. Now, the Atlantic Council has seven CIA directors on its board. A lot of people don't even seven. know that seven CIA directors are still alive, let alone all concentrated on, on the board of a single organization that's kind of the heavyweight in the censorship industry. They get annual funding from the Department of Defense, the State Department, and CIA cutouts like the National Endowment for Democracy. The Atlantic Council in January 2017 like moved immediately to pressure European governments to pass censorship laws to create a transatlantic flank attack on free speech in exactly the way that Rick Stengel <laughs> essentially called for to have U.S. mimic European censorship laws. That's all this ever is. This is all it ever is. They have some white paper and then they have Club of Rome write something. Then they pick it up in the CFR and then they make it look like some kind of organic thing that's occurring. It's fake, man. It's all been orchestrated. It's all been orchestrated. 
It's so funny to me the way people act like this stuff is conspiracy theory. And then Tucker Carlson has this guy on there who obviously knows a huge amount about it. I got a lot of respect for the man. I don't know how much he really knows beyond what he says, but he stays within very, very mainstream kinds of uh, positions. But I respect the dude. He obviously lives this shit because anybody who can speak like he does for an hour on it, just for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes at a time with all sorts of detail, he lives this shit. This guy's passionate. I respect this guy. I really do. I don't respect uh, the way Tucker's acting like this is so shocking and surprising. If Tucker Carlson doesn't understand that this is the way the world's work and he's unfamiliar with Tavistock and Rand and all these connections and all the CIA shit, if he doesn't understand, this is the way it's always been. It's always been totally controlled. His father was a CIA propagandist. If he doesn't understand that, come on, come on. That guy's way, way, way too smart for that. You know, if he's just now waking up to this, well, then let's see if he goes any more steps because he's got this incredible platform. Let's see if he actually starts going after the people who run this international banking system and starts naming those people. Let's see if he starts talking about the Tavistock Institute. Let's see if he starts talking about Spooner and the fact that these entire so-called democracies and the voice of the people and all this other shit are just as much garbage as all this other stuff. Or if he just sticks with this red versus Blue versus Trump versus Democrats versus losing the democracy shit. If he does, let's see. I know what's going to happen. We all know what's going to happen. Okay, so this is the problem. We have a situation where you get this guy who tells this incredible amount of truth. Like I said, I could literally play this entire interview and it's worth listening to and comment on it. And you'd see that the vast majority of all this stuff is just a cover-up to continue to keep people in a ditch, believing that we're about to lose a democracy, that your vote matters so much, that the Constitution has to be gotten back to, the founders are incredible, the country used to be about freedom, and now we're about to lose it. This is the same crap I've been hearing forever. That's what this is actually all about, to take people who are suspicious and drive them into these ditches in this very, very subtle way. And the proof will be in the pudding. It really will. Or the proof will be in the tasting, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Let's see if, as a result of something this blatant and this obvious, whether or not Tucker Carlson actually starts rotating into some shit that matters as opposed to this kind of stuff, which just promotes the same old voting dead end. Let's see. Let's see if he questions that entire narrative we've gotten about World War II, World War I, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, Washington, the Louisiana Purchase, all the shit in the fucking 19th century. Let's see. I know he won't. I know he won't. He's going to continue to talk about voting in the Constitution. We all know he will. And so it will be a dead end. And that's why I don't respect these kinds of things, because ultimately what they do is they take people we could use and they make sure that they never, ever, ever catch on to the real game. Because this sounds so cutting edge and crazy and outrageous. It just shows you how incredibly propagandized the people are. That something this obvious that I've known for 15 or 20 years is somehow a shock to Tucker Carlson and the regular people. And even with that, they still don't see that he's not talking about the real problem being that it's new internet. That's what this guy pushes. The problem is that it's always been the same. The only reason there's been any new addition is because of this technology. And when the technology changes, the military and the government will do the same thing. They will take over it all. 
They were controlling all. The problem is you have a government that's large enough to do this. The problem is you have people brainwashed to believe that the government can do this. The problem is that you have people who are promoting this idea that we have these enemies. Putin's our enemy. China's our enemy. Iran's our enemy. All this stupid crap. We're flying around the world with 700 bases killing people all the time. Supporting that money system like he brought up. That's the problem is that the people are not being told the truth. That's all. They're being misled. Sure, this stuff's helpful. It's important. But the average person can't even take all this stuff in. Totally impossible. It's just totally impossible. They can never take it in. It's all complete overload. First time I listened to this thing, I was a little bit tired. It was over the weekend. I actually fell asleep for about 10 or 15 minutes because it's just so dense. The dude just talks and talks and talks. He just adds all sorts of stuff. So I had to go back and listen to it. But like I said, it was very interesting to me. But interesting to me for a whole lot of different reasons that it might be interesting to other people. And I just think it's obvious as hell. And it just makes me think, you know, what chance is there? This is the kind of reason that I think, what the hell chance is there to get the truth out there? What is it? This is why they crush accounts like mine. They crush it. My podcast has not grown in years. It's not grown in years. Is it because my podcast is no good and people don't like it? No, it's not why. It's because the system is totally and completely structured to make sure it can't happen. And ultimately, like I said, I'm getting again. It's not sour grapes. I don't care. That's fine. If it grew, they'd just kill me anyway. But I'm pointing it out to just to show you that the idea that real truth is going to spread is a fantasy. Anybody you see out there, anybody you see out there who's making money and has a huge amount of subscribers, they are controlled, 100% controlled, because the system won't allow anything else, because the system can't survive it. See, the system is total and complete lies. It is a fundamental lie. The idea that the government is there to help you, that's a lie. The idea that the government is under the control of the people, that is a lie. The idea that the courts are there to do justice, that is a lie. All of these things are lies. The idea that the constitutional conservatives are on your side, that is a lie. See, all these things are lies. This is the problem. And that's why every single thing that's any kind of truth has to get squelched, crushed, completely drown out with a thousand different forms of disinformation around it. That's just the reality, people. That's the reality. It's a very, very small group of people can handle that truth. That's all. See, if people understood the truth about the way the government works, if they actually understood it, if they understood what government is and was, like all those different things I go over with all those Spooner things, then there'd be all sorts of ways to solve the problem. All sorts of ways to solve the problem. But if people don't understand it, if they never get to that understanding, then there is no way to solve the problem. And so the entire purpose of the media is to make sure that the people never get to that understanding. And that's why it's so elaborate now. That's why it's so complicated to do research now. If you listen to this entire one-hour interview, you'll see why I warned people 15, 20 years ago, you better do your research because it's getting more and more complicated. And it just does. It's just packed full of dis and misinformation everywhere. It's constantly being misdirected into dead ends and fake research and ridiculous rabbit holes. That's just the way it is now. And it's the only way it's going to stay, too, from what I can tell. And like I said, I, I would definitely recommend the interview to anybody who's interested. Whether I do another show on it or not, I don't know. But I wanted to do that show because that's the most important takeaway, in my opinion, from that interview. Is that there's nothing really new here to anybody who's been awake in any form or fashion, and that this is simply confirmation that it's always been, always been 
a total and complete lie. And this is why everything is a lie. You could get into the education system, the Rockefeller stuff and the Flexner report. And you could go down a list of all the different ways that education lies and all the different credentialing and the forcing people into these medical schools and then teaching all the fake science there. And just, I could just go down a list. I could give you the book that shows that Einstein is an incorrigible plagiarist. Good luck trying to get that book for any less than a thousand bucks. Um, because all these things are lies. It's all lies all the way down, and they have total control, complete vertical control of all the different information systems of every sort. They always have. The Internet and social media, it's just another one they're taking control of. It's nothing new. This is why the people were brainwashed into going to fight in World War I to save democracy. Oh, a war to end all wars and all this other stupid crap they fell for then. Just like they fell for all the same stupid crap in the Spanish-American War where we went and just took over Philippines. <laughs> it's just all crap, people. It's all crap. It's like, it's crap just as I've told you from day one with the westward expansion, the manifest destiny, the Louisiana Purchase. These are all just land grabs. This whole thing's a power game. And for the last hundred plus years, it's all been a power game based upon this fake money system. And after World War II, we got control of it. That's it. And that's it. That's why we dominate. And everything we do is to control that and to keep that shit secret, and that's why nobody ever talks about it. That's why they don't actually ever talk about it. So so that's it. That's all I wanted to say about it right now. And I hope it was entertaining. I know it was a lot of strange kind of clips coming in and out, but it's just the way it goes. And I know my cats were kind of upset during it. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing I can do about that. I can't keep them all in closets all the time. Uh, but anyway... I hope the show made sense to people, and I hope I got my point across. And beyond that, I don't think I'm going to say anything else on it right now. So if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. Thank you to everybody on Patreon who supports my show and makes it worth my time to make this. I really appreciate it. You guys have a lot of integrity to step up and support the show, kick some skin in the game. I do appreciate that. And uh, you guys already know about Jones Plantation. When I get information about Amazon, who's still so-called reviewing it, I'll let you know. And when I have the new project, I'll let you know as well, the one on Barnum Statements. So beyond that, I don't think there's much to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man.